And you are listening to WMNF Tampa. WMNF, best little station in the nation. Welcome to the afternoon. My name is Joel Schilke. I am the hostess who loves you absolutely the mostest. What is this music? This is not my music on in the background. What the heck was that? I have no idea. Anyway, I'm so excited on today's show. We've got such a fun show for you. Uh, some of the people from Footloose are here. American Stage in the park. Uh, just outdoors, musical, fun. So get ready for a bunch of fun. We're going to start off with some Samantha Crane Bloomsday, and we'll be back with uh, letting you know what's going on around town and Footloose and all sorts of things going on here on Art in Your Ear on WMNF. Huh. There we go.
The following is an editorial statement from the Nathan B. Stubblefield Foundation Board of Directors. WMNF condemns the indefensible war on Ukraine and calls for an expedient, diplomatic, and peaceful resolution to this conflict. We stand with the free people of Ukraine, the war protesters in Russia, and the millions of innocent people impacted in the region. We urge our listeners to support international organizations working to stop further human and environmental devastation. Visit WMNF.org. RG for information on how to help. And you can look and um, get all sorts of information from WMNF.org, including seeing the playlists that people have up, the music that's on, uh, news and very important news, all sorts of things. So thanks for being out there. All right, let's play a little bit more music and then we will be back with Footloose. So hang in there. Oh, you know what? The, the song that I'm going to play, it's this very funny song. Um, it's by this artist named Ollie Frost and he's, he's really sort of a, a comic artist. It is, uh, this month, WMF is uh, looking at the environment and playing music and stuff about the environment. So right now, uh, this song, it's called the Greta Thunberg song, and I hope you find it as funny as I do. Greta doesn't eat feta, halloumi. had a piece of bruschetta There wouldn't be any mozzarella Greta doesn't wear leather It's getting too hot for it in this weather And Greta doesn't buy a new sweater Unless she thinks it's gonna last forever Because Tumbri can see when the ice caps unfreeze You can say goodbye to humanity When we're starving in deserts and drowning in seas COVID-19 will seem like a breezy play Nat King Cole. We'll play Nat King Cole a little bit later. We've got music. We've got music for Earth Day. We've got music for 420. We've got music for um, it's volunteer month. Did you know? I don't know if anybody here volunteers at stuff. It's everything. So let me turn everybody on and I'm going to ask you guys to <laughs> introduce <laughs> yourselves. 
<laughs> so everyone knows who you are. I have a ton of people here and on the phone. I'm going to start with Tay because she's on the phone. She doesn't get to have fun with us. So Tay Anderson, hello. Hi. Can you hi, hear us? Tay. Okay, hi. Hey, what's up, Tay? <laughs> the whole crew says hello. And who do you play in Footloose Open, that opened up last week at American Stage in the Park? Who's your character? I play Rusty, who is Ariel's best friend and hopelessly in love with Willard Hewitt. Oh, Willard, he's such a troublemaker. So awesome. Well, then let's see. Ariel, Leah, will you introduce yourselves? Hello, everybody. I play Ariel Moore in Footloose. And again, my name is Leah Marinelli. So happy to be here. And so we've got our best, our BFFs here yes. on the air. Yeah. And then uh, Cameron, will you talk about Chuck and who uh, yeah. he is? Hey, what's up? Uh, my name is Cameron Hale Elliott. I play Chuck Cranston in the show. Uh, Ariel's a uh, little toxic, manipulative boyfriend. You know, it's always fun to play a little bit of opposite of who you are, right? It's acting. It's called acting. Acting. <laughs> to then, quote Patrick Stewart. And then to keep us in line, we've got Kate Wetzel here from American Stage to let us know the facts and the figures. Just say hi to the people. Hi, everybody. Yeah, you see? Good radio voice. Go <laughs> yeah. for it. So, you know, okay, so here, true admission, I've never seen Footloose. <gasps> I've never Not seen even the musical. Movie? I've never seen the movie. I was a punk when it came out. I was like, oh, I'm punk. Oh, yeah, I'm okay. cool. I'm a real <laughs> punk rocker. Um, I don't know. I was like 13, 14. I was like, I feel I was like cool. that movie would like fall really into the rebellion part of that for I, you, you though. Would, That's so crazy. You would, but it was mainstream. Um, and then, <laughs> you know, and then I know people who love it so much and then the musical and everything. So can you guys just sort of do a quick overview, like a, a tiny overview of what is Footloose about? And two-part question, how is the musical besides having songs? Obviously, a difference, but is there a big difference between the musical and the and the movie that people that's it's sprung from? I mean, there's more music in the musical. Obviously, I mean, kind of lends itself to the name, right? right. Um, <laughs> but uh, there's all the recognizable ones. Obviously, are in it, um, and everyone always wants to bop to the you know, let's hear for the boy, uh, hold not for a hero, or, right? Um, you know, obviously, Footloose and <laughs> right. Uh, I don't think the story is that different in the. Um, the film and the musical. I think it's pretty, if, you, if you're a fan of the a film, you're going to recognize it in the musical version and it's pretty much uh, goes along the same storyline. There are differences. So basically... Yeah, there's a lot of direct quotes too, though. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So basically... Uh, someone moves. Is it in Texas? So we are set in. Oh, yeah, it is Texas in Polk County, if you will, which is sort of uh, <laughs> giving uh, Florida a shout out. But yes, so we have Ren McCormick who moves from Chicago to this small town after his, you know, mother and him pick up after their his father has left him, yeah. and he comes to this small town that no one has ever heard heard of called Beaumont, and he's the new kid in town, and this is a town that has outlawed anything fun, dancing, music. <laughs> yeah. Not allowed. There was a, a tragic accident. Four kids had gone off this Patoni Bridge and uh, tragically died in an accident, one of them being Ariel's brother. Right. And, and so that so they said, you kids are going to die if you have fun. Exactly. So you so just can't have fun. No fun of any kind. And that's worked out well before every single time any. I love when has people demonize this. things. It actually makes me not want to do them. Oh, so, so the kids want to rebel, you know, and Ren, Ren comes to this town and he kind of shakes up everything and he's like, you know, this is a little, this is a little intense. He's like, you guys need to cut loose, relax. There's no place to blow off any steam. And I think he just sort of is that breath of fresh air that Beaumont really needs. So is there anyone that has a crush on him? 
is it Wendell? Is that his name? When it's Wendell. clearly Chuck Cranston. So it's Ren McCormick. Clearly <laughs> Chuck. So Ariel, um, <laughs> as, you know, notices Ren right away. He's this, you know, fresh new breath of air, and she, she's very interested in learning more about him because she wants to get out of this small town as well. So she wants to, you know, go to college and keep learning, and just having this new kid in town is really kind of eye opening for her. Is she a queen bee? Is she a queen bee? <laughs> I think Ariel, you know, Ariel has her core group of friends, right, Rusty? Yes. Yes. Rusty, is Ariel a queen bee? Um, it's, she's the smart one. <laughs> yes. She's a learned girl. I also think Rusty gets a lot of the stuff actually done. Right. That's part of being a queen bee. Right, yeah. She, yeah, she wants to kind of go towards that horizon and an experienced life. So I feel like her friends are kind of, you know, that small town group of friends, but Ariel has bigger dreams and bigger hopes. So, um, so dear listeners, we're talking to some of the people from Footloose, and we've got three, um, three actors here that are playing kids. Are, is this their last year of high school? They're in yeah. their senior year, oh, correct. So, you know, I, I think we all kind of remember that antsiness and that itchiness oh, yeah. and that inability to accept what is, mm-hmm. you know, though it's also scary to to know what isn't, but still you're like, I, I found a piece of art a few months ago that I made when I was a senior in high school, and it was so weird because I say this all the time, but it was a collage, and in the middle of it said, I was scared but excited. Yeah. yeah. And, and I didn't realize that I made this collage so many years ago because it's something I use all the time. Right. Was it... What were you drawing? I mean, your high school experiences. I mean, I'm going to say you guys are seem to be out of high school. I'm going to go with that. <laughs> just Excuse looking me, at, I'm 16 years just old. Just looking at all, you? no, all the, your CVs and everything you've done, I realized you had to be at least out of high school. So, uh, what you know? What have you found in yourselves that has been kind of fun or maybe? interesting to go back to being someone like to portraying someone who's supposed to be a teenager. Mm-hmm. I wasn't a bad boy in high school. I was I wore Abercrombie and Fitch and <laughs> uh Hollister and I I'm, I'm sure that at some point I pr- I I gave into the two popped collars phase. Oh no. Um, <laughs> I don't know. Oh, I'm going to I'm going to act like I didn't. I'm going to strike that from the record, no, but I'm, I'm sure it happened. Um but uh no, I was I wasn't that person. Um I I listened to that music I tried to rebel, but like you know, when when mom's buying your clothes, you know, you, you want to dress in black and put eyeliner on, but it didn't happen. Right. So, <laughs> um, I I never got to do that kind of thing in high school. So playing the bad boy is kind of fun because okay. it's like, oh, this is very different than who I was back right. then, uh, and it's kind of fun to kind of give into the, the so little. I am not an actor, and this is again open to all of you. I'm not an actor, but it's always seemed to me that to be able to do the stuff that's further away from my my natural state would be way more interesting and way more fun than doing it seems like if you do if you were playing a role that's kind of close to who you are there's you know what's that yeah, fire what no happens stretch. to the firewall yeah no um <laughs> there's that part of ariel i feel like She's a little rough around the edges, and she's grew up as as a you know minister's kid, the reverend's wow, daughter. That's, that's a, so, did the reverend was he behind the so banning the reverend, of everything? So yeah, so obviously, so um, Ariel's brother is the one who passed away, and so that hit their ha- family very very hard. So mm-hmm. he was the one. He's kind of like pseudo the leader of the yeah the town really. So he was like absolutely not. So I feel like growing up in that sort of setting religiously, I mm-hmm. that is something I did not grow up in. So it's very interesting to have that kind of like weight on your shoulders I would imagine like Ariel is trying to experience who she is but you also have like her school life and then she doesn't want to um, you know kind of disobey her family but like has to experience life and she wants you know so I found that to be 
something interesting to have to portray. When I was a little girl, my best friend's brother, older brother, died by drowning uh, oh. like oh, the year so before sorry. I met. And she had so many... So much weight on her because there was the expectation, like one, don't do anything dangerous, right. you know, exactly. and you know, and there was, it, there was just such understandable fear that her parents had mm-hmm. that when she had like another, when another baby was born, she was yeah. like, oh thank God, yeah, the pressure <laughs> and everything, yeah, there's even, a lot of pressure. Actually, I don't even think I've asked Tay, like, how much are you like Rusty? Oh, oh gosh, that's really <laughs> Well, what is Rusty <laughs> like? Rusty is very, um, she has her whole life planned ever since she was five, and it's going to go the way she's going to go, which is basically that she picked Willard, and that's the way her life is going to go. And I I certainly was kind of that way uh, growing up. I I knew exactly what my life was going to be. I was going to college down. No, not a single bit of it actually happened. <laughs> Ain't that how it goes. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> I mean, really, do you want to base your entire life on a decision that you make when you're 14? No. <laughs> no, 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 no. <laughs> I mean, I'd be married to on one of the Clash members right uh, now. Be <laughs> <laughs> Which would be okay, actually. No, I'd be okay with that part. Well, um, we're talking with the cast of Footloose. So, so basically... Will, I'm sorry, Ren comes to town. Ren, yes. And he's like, I got to dance. He's got to yeah. shake this he's town up. Dance. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and so the town, the town was trying to do something good, but they did it, they did something bad for a good reason. We love an overcorrect. You know? Right, yeah. So, there you go. That's a good one. Yeah, by taking away the fun, they've actually made the town more angsty. There's no place to, uh, he says it in the show, you know, you guys don't have any place to blow off any steam. And it's really true. Like, there's no outlet for them, yeah. which is really big. And, and growing up in a small town, I feel like that's very recognizable to a lot of people. They can come to see the show and it's like, oh gosh, I know what that feels like. I know what yeah. it's like to be suppressed and come to a place where, like, maybe that's not okay. And, like, you know what? We have a choice. We need to be free. We need to be able to express ourselves how we'd like. And yeah. I feel like that's what's great about Footloose. So um, I want, I, I asked you guys, I want you to do a, a short scene. But before we do that, and again, this is for all three of you, what like, what were you trying to capture? And I, and I don't, again, I haven't seen it. I'm so sorry. I haven't seen it already. And I, ha- I don't know the movie. It's okay. Well, but forgive me this fir- time. <laughs> the first time, I am going. <laughs> I, I, um, the first time when your characters get to kind of, like they make that leap. Are is everyone nervous about dancing? Are they excited to dance? Are they worried about like how are your characters doing before you decide to like I'm going to do this? And then what happens right after that? Like talk a little bit about that I think it's transition. All above. I feel like they're excited. They're nervous. They're worried. But most of all, I feel like that lovely nervous excited. I see. I'm not really involved in the characters that are like that care about it. But I, I yeah, from an outside view, um, it's it's like prohibition. You know, it's like just because it was outlawed doesn't mean they stopped. They yeah. just kind of did it they've in secret. They've been doing it. They've been, yeah. you know, Ariel's very into books and it takes place in the 80s. So she's a reader. She's, you know, grown up in the church her whole life. She, it's not like she doesn't follow the church. She is very into the church and has been, you know, she has these passages from the Bible that she uses at the end and Ren uses them yeah. to sort of bring everything together in the end. Passages about dancing and about celebration and about it's okay to mourn and it's okay to move forward to, but not necessarily have to stop the things that we love. Yeah. Those can still be involved, but it's still important to have those moments of, yeah. of love and positivity without cutting it out. And I think Rusty's the most vocal about, in the show, just in general, about 
the physical act of dancing too. Mm-hmm. So I mean, so so uh, Tay, aka Rusty, will you talk a little bit about your character and when it's time to sort of let it let it loose in front of everybody? Oh yeah. Well, when um, at the top of Act Two, when Ren takes them to the dance club that's not in Beaumont, um, she's very excited and and she sees this as an opportunity to finally like really get closer to Willard and, and he just keeps brushing her off. She's like, do you want to dance? dance. No. <laughs> yeah, I want to dance. And, um, and we find out in that number that Willard can't dance. Cannot. Oh, I know. Bless oh. his heart. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> He's got two left feet. Well, yeah, yeah. some of us do. Uh, so, so will you tell, you said you had a scene that you guys yeah, can do. Yeah, does it, does it need a setup? It is. Uh, so Ariel has spent the day in school and she's about to come home for dinner. And uh, well, are you well, still the, in school, Chuck? I'm like, no, no, Chuck, no, Chuck well, is, no, Chuck is literally a high school dropout. We talked about it in the super show. Super senior, I guess. Yeah, I, I, Chuck, Chuck is like a little bit older than everybody. Like he's kind of he's kind of seedy. Mm-hmm. Um, they describe him very much like. To a T, high school dropout, rugged drug dealer, evicted from a trailer park. Um, you know. The the song the song uh, the scene is within a song, and the song is uh, talking about uh, the small town vibe, uh, which I think that people really pick up on if they live in a small town, which is like everybody knows what everybody's doing at all times. I came from a hamlet, yeah. and then moved to New York oh, City. So it's, it's so it's, it's one of those <laughs> things. Was called a hamlet. Yeah. I then moved to New York City. Yeah, it's, so it, it's 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 a definitely a song that's about like, yeah. hey, like you might think that like you can get away with something. Thing, but like, if you think you're not being watched, you are being watched by everybody. Eyes. It's called somebody's eyes. Um, so the but the scene is within it. It's at the end, and it's kind of like this very like, it's the dark moment. Kind of like, yeah, this is the this is one of those moments that's like a little bit like, Ooh, maybe we shouldn't be in on this, but because we're watching it, like we're like, ah, oh, there it is. It's like yeah. it's the it's the relationship between Chuck and Ariel, and it's kind of like, oh, should we be worried about this? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like that kind of insight. But yeah, we can do that. Yeah, we can do it. <clears throat> Come on, get back here. Come on. Chuck, stop it. I don't want to be late. Oh, come on. What's a few more minutes? My daddy isn't crazy about me seeing you. Well, then tell him to get used to it. You tell him. Fine, I will. Hey, Reverend Moore. Uh, All right, well, maybe not right now. I'm not in the mood for another one of his sermons. (laughs) All right, now go. Go on. Go home. Bye. And there it is. Kills. So I, I want to go back to the experience of doing the show. So, um, Cameron, you were in. I was in Mama, Mama Mia, Mia three years ago. Yeah. So, as someone who has done this before, were you sort of giving tips to other cast members, the first timers? I mean, I mean, you know, it's not necessarily like a, a place for me to do it, but like uh, definitely when people are like, uh, you know, we're talking about like moving from inside rehearsals to outside. I'm like, oh hey, you should bring this and bring this because like mm-hmm. we're gonna be. I, I brought like little composition notebooks and pencils for people because you know when we get on stage, like numbers change, movements change, formations change. I mean, can't see your phone in that day. No, life. and you can't see your phone. Like, you, and you should you shouldn't really like have a you know moving around so much. You don't want your phone to be like going crazy. So I was I like brought that stuff in, and I was telling people like you know bring sunblock and bring hats and Some wear tanks spray. and you know all, all this other stuff. So I was able to like offer like definitely like a little bit of like hey I did this before you know do what you wish but uh, I, yeah. I helpful tips. Is it is it distracting? <laughs> I know this is such a weird question, but I always thought I mean I've been going to these since they started. I've been interviewing people yes. who do it since they started, <laughs> and it seems to me to go to outside and all of a sudden be doing a a performance in the 
the element. middle of a city. In the middle like, so you have, <laughs> Not just like the sun and then the moon. And, but you have the skyline and you have cars and you've got I, boats yes. and people yep. biking and you dogs barking. Right on the money. I talk about this every time and I think it's so interesting because um, I've lived in Orlando for the past five years and I do a lot of um, theater there as well, which happens outdoors. And I'm like, oh, this will be just like that. No, nope. <laughs> it is not. I was not prepared. Um, when it's quiet, which is does not happen a lot. Wednesday was a nice quiet night, but the first weekend we opened, there's a soccer game. There was a downtown. There was a part like a Music boat festival. party in blues the marina, festival, a blues yeah. festival, and it is so it is it is very distracting. So to sort of like clear your mind of that, and also as an audience member as well, I think if I was to you know be on that side of the table and like see the show, I think. Find it really hard to what not happened? get distracted. Birds, right. noise, airplanes, helicopters, bugs. hustle and bustle. Bugs. bugs are a thing. We have all those lights <laughs> on stage, and bugs bug. happen. Mm-hmm. Let me tell you, they are flying in your eyeballs. I have heard in your mouth. Uh, stories of people swallowing yes, bugs in the middle, yes. like a big. Whoa! Exactly. Yes, that is so Three real. So all those things that we just ago. said are very, very true. Yeah, it was. Uh, it's 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 fun. You know, you 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 learn, you live. That's right. Um, and then you, you're also sweating too. Oh, um, the our, Florida humidity is not our, kind. Our, our to poor uh, our poor Reverend was just dripping by the end of the show. He poor was, guy. Was I said, I said, <laughs> so we should get you a monogrammed handkerchief uh, that you can just kind of dab at your eyes a little I, bit. I curl Botox. my hair every evening, and there's no point. By the right. time I get out of my accommodation and go to the theater after five minutes it's just like <laughs> right yep. I mean do, then this again another word question do you all like do you wear it must be a different type of stage makeup to to be on stage where people aren't really getting super close to you but right you um, yeah, I definitely <laughs> do put on a, a powder to set I'm setting my makeup more than normally again last week was so nice because we had that dip in temperature so like the audience was kind of chilly and mm-hmm. our backstage um, techs were wrapped up because they're just kind of standing there we're all going this is beautiful yeah, so right. like running around the stage everyone looked pristine and gorgeous and then this week we're all Sweaty messes. My secret yeah. is hairspray. Actually, hairspray. I uh, when I that's lived, a different show. Uh, yeah, I know. Yeah. Um, no, when I lived in uh, when I lived in Orlando, I also like worked at Disney. Uh, so I I learned some secrets. Uh, you know, being out in the Florida humidity that's at three real. o'clock. So hairspray. Uh, yeah, I, I I mean my makeup gets into my pores, so like my pores aren't in any danger. So I just put some hairspray mm-hmm. over it, and I'll tell you what. <laughs> Sticks. Does that work for you? Yeah, I'm, I'm a setting sticks. powder girl, so I will set. I will set. I will try to set my makeup as best. But there's I don't, not a lot that can really help. If the there are elements. any people that like are estheticians out there, I didn't say oh. that. I know that they're like rolling right now. They're right. like, they're like, like no, don't, don't do this. Don't listen face. to this man. <laughs> don't listen to this man. Well, uh, <laughs> that is uh, that's Chuck. From <laughs> he's I'm a, a bad influence. He a he's rebel. a bad influence, he and is. he puts a hairspray on his face, so we know yeah. he's a bad influence. Absolutely. Um, I want to go back because I think it's really interesting that to talk for a minute about Rusty and Ariel's friendship because mm-hmm. I think you know uh, friendship well do you guys know what the Bechdel test is it's uh, how often women have conversations that are not about a man so wow. if a um, in, in movies and in plays mm-hmm. and stuff like that so uh, and it's a way of seeing how much uh, agency that characters female characters have without it being related to a man so I'm kind of oh no oh, oh, no, no. Right no. Saying, do not answer this question <laughs> and and truly, I mean, I realize it's a play in there, the whole point is stuff, but you have, you've been talking about how Ariel, and I don't know about Rusty, wants to get out of town, like it's time to move on, you know, so will you talk a little bit about the friendship between Ariel and Rusty, and if it's a friendship that will survive, you know, like how important, how important is that friendship to the show? 
I think that uh, Ariel, well, in my mind, I feel like Ariel and Rusty have been like friends since they've been in the same school district since like kindergarten. And it says that in the show, like, um, you know, I say to uh, Rusty about a man, unfortunately, <laughs> I say, well, Willard and you have been weird since kindergarten. So this is a, this is a town that has been, um, you know, again, together forever. And I think that, you know, it's not about uh, quantity, it's about quality. So I think if Ariel were to like move on and we see future Ariel down the line, I think that her and Rusty would still be friends in my eyes. I don't know if Tay, if you agree, but. I know, I agree. Well, I agree because I think even if Ariel leaves, her parents are still going to be in Beaumont, so it's not like she's never going to come back to Beaumont. Rusty is clearly staying in Beaumont for the rest of her life with <laughs> Willard. Like, that's just... Yeah, Susan and I think too. I don't get it, but she is. So. Yeah, <laughs> and they do talk about boys a lot. They are young, but there is a moment where at the beginning of the scene, we're first introduced to the to to Ariel and her girlfriends, and it's not about boys at that moment. Um, I go, I ask my dad, I'm like, oh, you know, Rusty and the girls are going out for burgers tonight, can I? And you know, he's like, oh, it's a school night, and I think you know they're just looking for they can't dance, they can't do much, but I'm like, we're gonna go to the burger bar, and we're gonna have we're gonna have we're gonna chit chat about life and we're gonna we're gonna eat junk food and just like you know ladies do all the time we want to just you know i want to hang out with each other it does turn about boys but i think it's, it's, okay. it's bigger than that it's yeah. about we talked about schoolwork right right Day. we talk about camelot we well, talk does, about it doesn't have i mean talking about sure. boys yeah it does turn into that well, it's okay to talk about boys yeah. it's just the test is that you know their only function to really be about interesting don't talk about boys we're terrible i mean do you do the guys talk about boys you talk about girls. I mean, you talk about boys. I, I interact with quite literally, I think, three people in oh, the entire oh. show. I think they do. Four. four five, yeah. I interact basically with her, Ariel. I'm pointing. <laughs> I, yeah, because right, people can see who I'm pointing at, right? Yeah, yeah I'm so good at this radio thing. Uh, I interact with Leah. I interact with her parents for like briefly. Um, I I like push Ren. I kind of get in Ren's face a little bit and like Willard a little bit. We like start a uh, fight. I don't really have a lot of interaction with everybody. I'm not in a lot of the show, but it's I'm like in you're it. a bad boy. I, he it, is the bad it's, boy. It's almost like this looming presence because mm-hmm. even there's a scene where I'm not in it, but like Willard even says like, you know, if, if Chuck sees you flirting with Ariel, like he's gonna, you're a dead man. Mm-hmm. And so it's just like, it, it's, it, he has enough of a presence that you're like, okay, yeah, there's this like person to remember that he's kind of still there, but it's not enough that I'm just like, it's known. Big I feel villain. like they're at the burger bar. At one end of the burger bar is the boys' group, the boys' yeah. table, and at the other end it's is the, the ladies' table. And you know that's that's you know that's where they're all headed. Seems like you a dance know. scene waiting exactly. to happen. Well, yeah, just yeah. about. But I think I think I think the boys would chat about the girls absolutely. So, and does something uh, happen again? I don't, I've not seen the movie. Don't mm. know the story. I mean, I read Wikipedia, but that's not really. <laughs> uh, that's um, a great source. <laughs> I know. So, Ren and Ariel. Ren and Ariel is a it's a it's a it's an interesting love story because obviously we meet we meet Ariel and she is fully involved with this character who sat next to me to the right with Chuck Cranston <laughs> and really yeah. great um, and um, you know you the Ariel uh, Ariel you know is introduced to the audience that way and obviously you know they've been together a while and her parents are not happy about it so when Ren comes into town he's painted as this sort of new kid who's breaking the rules he is getting in trouble at school. But just because he's new, and it's forbidden fruit, it, it is. And I and the more that Ariel learns about him, and they learn about each other, sort of there, because the the one big scene that they talk about, the song that we spoke about, is kind of 
encapsulates a few months in town. So like we kind of fast forward. So their story does grow throughout the show, but it's a it's a budding relationship that really takes act one and act two to sort of like set together if that makes I mean sense. I would think that the parents are thinking well maybe you know maybe Chuck's not so bad he's not at least he's not dancing he's just dealing drugs right, right. well they thought they thought Chuck was <laughs> bad dealing drugs. Like, well now we have Ren yeah but he's uh, dancing but yeah, yeah no Ariel and Ren's relationship is, is special and they and they really do have a connection by the end and it's it's really sweet there's a lot of there's a lot of similarities between the two I I, I also do get the pleasure of understudying um, Alex who mm-hmm. is incredible as Ren um, so I get to watch all the time because I'm always off stage kind of like seeing what's going on just making sure mm-hmm. that I'm keeping it fresh in my mind um, they, they both they both share a lot of similarities in the fact that they've they've lost things and they're fighting for their own freedoms where wherever it may be mm-hmm. whatever it may be you know uh, you know Ren Ren is he wants to be his own person and but his dad left and he's also like he's got that loss and then you know finding out later in the show that like you know um, Leah uh, the Ariel's brother passed away like there's a loss there mm-hmm. so they, they both kind of figure out that they're both sad and a little bit angry and fighting and so there's there's this like natural connection between two people and um, yeah, and they go to this place together. So Ariel's rebellious. She goes to the train tracks, and she sort of like kind of flirts with death and danger a lot, mm-hmm. and whatever her backstory is, and however you want to take that. But she she takes Ren to the train tracks, and she screams in front of this oncoming train, and he kind of pushes her out of the way just enough time. He's like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm yelling at the train. I'm screaming at the train. I was saying, I can't wait to, you know, get on board and leave Beaumont. Mm-hmm. And so they have that connection. They have the scene together. And he's like, well, he's like, I could tell you some stories too. I'm like, I know, I know what it feels like to want to leave and want to get out and wanted to express this anger. And I don't know how to express it. And um, he doesn't know how to tell me. And I'm like, well, what happened with you and your dad? And he's like, no, I couldn't. Yeah. And I'm like, Tell it to the train. Yeah. Mm. So there's this moment where we're just yelling into the abyss, which is really, really great. And he sort of starts to let go. So Ariel and him have that connection where they both have so much weight on their shoulders and they just want to release it. And I think that's where they find their common ground. It's a relationship built through catharsis. Mm-hmm. Can I um, ask you guys, because again, never, I mean, I've acted, but I would never consider myself an actor. I think it was just sort of like a pity casting. Um, <laughs> never so. say that. Never say that. Anyone can ask. But so do you... You, are there things from Rusty and Chuck and Ariel that you think you want to hang on to or they opened up a thought or an idea to you that that you're like, you know what, I wonder maybe, I mean, because it seems like the, the idea of being an actor, the one of the things about being an actor that other people don't get to do is that you get to try on all of these different yeah. people and personalities and characteristics and traits. Yeah. And you know you were talking uh, about how you weren't that bad boy in school. You popped your collar. At least not in high school. <laughs> At least not in high school. <laughs> um, in high school. Yeah. You know. So what? What? What stays? And as actors, do you welcome that, or is that something you have to kind of put some Teflon on yourself and I'll not uh, allow it? Yeah, to I'll let Tay start that one. Honestly. Wait, who? Hello. Me? I'll let Tay start that. Tay. Uh, hi. Um. <laughs> She's like, thanks. Yes, I mean, Sorry. I'm hot seat. Not, I'm not super sure. I mean, maybe. Rusty is a little bit of a of an optimist. She tries to find the the good in stuff, even like when she first sees Ren dancing and the principal comes out, everybody else is all freaked out and she just stays like it looks cool until the principal decides to inform her that there's no dancing and everywhere and she's like, Oh, that's right, this is where I live. <laughs> but I think she just tries to stay um 
optimistic about as much stuff as possible, and that little bit of that would be nice to hold on to. <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. That's good. What about you guys? Oh, um, I think there's uh, there's a line that Ariel says, um, Ren asks her, like, what do you want to do? And she's like, well, I want to go to college, for starters. She's like, I want to see the world. I want to speak five languages. And I just think Ariel just is a, a doer. And I think I want to take that on and I want to keep, I don't want to stay comfortable. Um, I've lived in Orlando for five years and I think it's always important to just keep pushing yourself and it's easy to get comfortable. That's, um, I always am trying to do the next thing, auditioning, getting myself out there. And I want, I want to keep that train of moving. So mm-hmm. I feel like I'm going to take, um, Ariel sort of like grabbing the bull by the horns and she's going to just keep on going. And I, and I love that about her. So I'm going to take that with me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I for one don't want to keep too much of Chuck with me. <laughs> Your tattoo. Um, I would say I, I'm right. actually, Cur- I'm actually currently a wearing tattoo. a yeah. I got a tattoo. You're always gonna um, show us. He's taking wait, his jacket off. Oh. Yeah. Is it a likeness? What do you think? It's a, That's it's a little bit. It's, a, it's a little bit of Ariel. So Sorry for anybody that can't see this. Is, um, got a little cowgirl with a whip so on my. Uh, she has a cowgirl. She's got her boots on. She's got a short skirt and her tied up a crop top and her hair pulled back and she kind of looks <laughs> It's a good likeness awesome. to you, honestly. I've got she, it. Looks, she looks pretty I good. Like we'll post it on the Art in yes. Your Facebook page. Yeah, I got I'm a picture. Joking. That's great. Yeah. Um, you I, keep that on. It, well, and it's funny because I, I will be getting a tattoo after this show and I, and I and not of not of Leah. Um, I think I, I think her husband would be very upset about that one. Um, there, there would be a creep factor. But I definitely, but I'm, you know, like that, like that's, that's kind of something. But I, I think the, from an innocent standpoint of Chuck uh, and not anything of his personality, he just doesn't really have any inhibitions and he doesn't really care what people think about him. He's uh, he's very much just like, I am who I am. I'm doing what I'm doing. I really don't care. You can go think what you want. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think that I've I've leaned more towards that through the last couple of years, especially with the pandemic. Pandemic taught me a lot of lessons, mm-hmm. which I'm really happy mm-hmm. about. Um, so just continuing that kind of train is, uh, you know, caring, caring enough what people think about me because obviously, like, you shouldn't act in any ba- way that makes people really, like, think poorly of you. But it's also, you're not everyone's cup of tea. Right, mm-hmm. yeah. So. You know, and that's, um, I will tell you the pleasure, there are many pleasures to aging, but not caring what people think about you is one of the greatest pleasures. Love we were quite literally just talking about this <laughs> not 15 were, minutes we ago. We were talking about ages, and I was like, we have young like, people, younger people Yeah, in the show. your 20s are for this, your mid-20s are for that, your 30s are for like, you know what? I'm good. I'm going with me, and I don't going. really. This is what this is right. what's happening. Right, because you're kind of stuck. So, <laughs> yeah. well, we are almost out of time, and I want to bring Kate back into the conversation because yeah. she's going to she's going to give us the deets yes. on things. Want you to move a little bit closer to the mic? The there, dirty. you can pull it down towards you a little closer. So, uh, so you had said something before uh, the show that Sunday is people can bring their their pets they or just bring, dogs. It, it's. It's dogs, basically. <laughs> uh, it's dogs, basically. Uh, on Sunday, April seventeenth, for those that want to have a day, a night out with their their fur children. If I see a leash cat, um, I will lose my mind. Please bring a leash cat. <laughs> it's pets in the park night, and we partner with. It's a community partner, uh, the New Barker. So we're so excited to work with them. It should be a really fun and cute. Because you used to always be able to bring your pets. And then I remember the yeah. first year you couldn't bring your dogs. And it was like there was this rebellion. It is, it's a big the, dog neighborhood. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, uh, and then I know there's always a Pride Night, which is yes. super fun. And when is that? Yes, Ooh. we're so excited about Pride Night. That is April 24th. Uh, it should also just be a wonderful fun evening. Oh, good. Um, all details for tickets are available at AmericanStage.org. This is a phenomenal show. The stage is 
awesome to look at, and we have 22 wonderful cast members. It's a, and it's a big show, and it runs through when? I'm sorry. Uh, May 8th. May 8th, there so we there's go. there's a little bit of time mm-hmm. to see it. So good. Or see it more than once. Yeah. Get those tickets. Yeah. Wednesday through Sunday, 8 o'clock curtain. There you, are, you go. You are required to bring energy. And it's really fun because, <laughs> yeah. the um, you know, the moon fluctuates here. So sometimes You're there's a full moon, everything. sometimes yes. a new moon. It's a really great thing. So thank you all so much. My thank guests you. have been Tay Anderson on the phone, who's Rusty, Cameron Hill Elliott, who plays Chuck, Lee Marinelli, is Leah, that Marinelli. Leah Marinelli, who's Ariel, and then Kate Wetzel, who makes everything happen yes. <laughs> so uh, footless at American stage thanks everybody so much thank for you coming so in much. today thank you. So, and then uh, we're going to yeah. get back we're going to hear a little Nat King Cole Ooh. trio with uh, Hit That Jive Jack and it's a little song we have uh, for 420 and then we'll have some uh, other music here on Art In Your Ear on WMNF 88.5 FM Yeah, Australia or Alaska or wherever you happen to be the electric guitar the big fat bass fiddle and the piano are going to beat out a little jive tune that'll hit that jive, Jack. Hit that jive, Jack. Put it in your pocket till I get back. Going downtown and see a man that ain't got time. Shake your hand. Hit that jive, Jack. Put it in your pocket till I get back. Time and time, wait for the man that ain't got time. Shake your hand. Standing on the corner, all full of jive. But you know that you're my boy, and I always give you five. Hit that jive, Jack. Put it in your pocket till I get back. Going downtown, see a man that ain't got time. Shake your hand. Hit that jive, Jack. Put it in your pocket till I get back. Going downtown, see a man that ain't got time. Shake your hand. Hit the jive, Jack. Put it in your pocket till I get back. Time and time waits for no man that ain't got time. Shake your hand. Summer days are filled with rain And no clouds just won't stop crying This is when love goes away
stuff going around town that I want you to know about. Uh, if you are a fan, as I am, of the show Step Outside, now on Sundays from 10 to midnight, one of the hosts, Peter Tush, is uh, works at the Dali Museum, and he has a fantastic event coming next Tuesday, the 19th, uh, with, they have a new exhib- exhibition up, which I want to see, Picasso and the Allure of the South. So they're going to having a musical homage to Pablo Picasso, with a, starting with a specially curated playlist of songs that Peter put together. And that is, uh, and then there's going to be a live Zoom chat. Uh, this is a, a, it's a Zoom thing to do. Uh, and then there's a Spotify playlist and all that. So that is a live chat. Uh, Peter's going to talk about different things. But Picasso was inspired by um, 
cabarets and bullfights and ballet and, and all these different things. So that seems Tuesday night from five to six, like a super fun thing and a really great way to explore music. The Dolly has a bunch of things going on with this Picasso exhibit. The night before, Monday night from 6.30 to 8 p.m., there's going to be a special performance, a drama called A Picasso. And they say it's a cat and mouse drama about art, politics, sex, and truth. So, you know. Um, and Ned Avril and Roxanne, they are in it. So that's going to be good. Jeffrey Hatcher wrote it. Uh, and there's more things. They have docent tours, uh, all different things there at the Dolly. For all of this, you can go online to the Dolly. Dot .org and find all those events going on. Also, artists, um, if you go to the Art in Your Ear Facebook, you will see that the uh, deadline for in St. Pete, the artists um, for the uh, St. Petersburg Arts Alliance, they have extended the deadline for grants, individual artist grants. The deadline is May 6th, Friday, May 6th. So if you're an artist living in St. Pete, uh, you can go online and the link is up again at the Art in Your Ear Facebook page and you can apply for the individual grants. They are giving out 20 grants for artists for specific projects. And honestly, it's a really good program and it would be a shame if you qualified for it and you missed doing it. So go online and do that. Next Friday, we are going to be chatting with uh, the artist that has a show up at Tempest Projects and uh, be doing that. Coming up after this show, of course, is the wonderful E-Love and her show... Is sort of global electronica music, really great way to start the afternoon. That's followed by the live music showcase. And the live music showcase is, uh, I don't know who's on today. I'll look and see if I can find out. Uh, but it's always really fun. And Ken does a great job interviewing people and hearing their music and putting those words and music together. That's followed by the Rhythm Revival, which is uh, a show that reaches deep, deep, deep into the uh, roots of rock and roll. And so you'll hear gospel and and early rock and roll and crazy crunchy music and all sorts of fun stuff. Uh, so stay tuned for that. And then Friday night, we have the Soul Party at six, lots of classic soul. The Soul Kitchen at eight, which is a, a sort of a melange, a smorgasbord of all sorts of uh, rhythm music and fun music. And we end our night with Flashback Friday, which is Florida Soul and Florida Reggae. So all sorts of good things. I hope that you will stick with WMNF. Uh, As I said, we have a, uh, let's see, it's uh, Earth Month, it's Poetry Month, which I can't find the poem that I say for you, so we're going to be playing it next week. Uh, We've got uh, all sorts of things going on, so be part of it. Right now, uh, there's a new release of Rock the Casbah, which, what? That sounds, what? But uh, Ranking Roger has taken the lead on the Rock the Casbah in this version, these vocals. It was just released a few days ago. And so we're going to go out with that. You've been listening to Art in Your Ear. Uh, my name is Joellen Schilke. I am the hostess who loves you absolutely the most. So if you have something going on, please shoot me an email, joellen, J-O-E-L-L-E-N, joellen at W-M-N-F dot O-R-G and let me know what's going on. Even if I can't do anything on the show about it, certainly I could share it on social media and let other people know about it. You've been listening to WMNF Tampa, WMNF 88.5, the best station in the nation. Thank you so much for being there. Stay tuned. Here's The Clash with Rankin Roger. Take care now. See you next week. Happy Easter. Happy Passover. Take good care of yourselves. Bring peace into the world. Come and 
Tampa. 